week to the highest points. should co-op that.
talked about it before too. I'm, I'm like I'm relatively sure that not a lot of people are watching podcasts on Twitch, especially live. No, it, it, with the podcast, it's more about the actual podcast channels, which is why I wanted to set that up. But um, hopefully, as our channels grow yeah. on Twitch and YouTube, it'll pull in to the other shows. I ain't ready. I ain't ready. come from you that'll be a problem <laughs> I just like wave my phone across the mic though all right boys we are live I'm gonna take my glasses go. off hopefully we'll uh I'll be able to see the chat what's going on fellas oh man what's oh, good hi, everybody so we got a, you know a couple of things uh, before before we kind of jump into it. Everyone, uh, thank you for jumping in. As you do, join us in the in the chat, please. Let us know what you think. Uh, like and subscribe for all this kind of stuff. For all the reactions, you know, future gaming videos and anything else we do in the future. Join the the social medias. They're scrolling at the bottom. I got my man uh, Scythex and Zuplex City here. Thanks for uh, taking the time out, boys. And uh, we're gonna kind of get right into it. So I have two things. I have a couple things I wanted to talk about. One thing, thing number one is She-Hulk. East, episode two was full of Easter eggs, big Easter egg um, uh, bonanza in that episode. I also wanted to yeah. talk about House of the Dragon. Uh, what's up, Johnny? Johnny Butters in the chat. Butters. Um, I hope you're caught up too. I know uh, Scythe, you're not big into House of the Dragon, but. Uh, no, but I do have a question. Yeah. Um, since you kind, both of you were, as we discussed before we went live, uh, the beginning of Game of Thrones wasn't really your thing. How is this in comparison to the original, as far as the beginning goes, and would yeah. it be worth it for me, considering it's a prequel, to jump in it? So, I'll give you my answer first. That's a good question. All right. That's a, a solid question. I actually had a conversation about this earlier today. So I think I've said this before about uh, Better Call Saul that I personally like Better Call Saul. I thought, you know, it was better than Breaking Bad was from beginning to end. Breaking Bad ended phenomenal, but started off, in my opinion, very slow. And I thought Better mm -hmm. Call Saul was just great. But did I think that because I like Breaking Bad so much or because Better Call Saul was just a better show? That's kind of a hard question to answer. Right now, based off of just two episodes for House of the Dragon, I'm in a similar boat. I feel like the very first two episodes of House of the Dragon are actually better than the very first two episodes of Game of Thrones. But is that because I like Game of Thrones so much or because it actually is better? You know, I guess you, you don't really know. Um, I mean, I'll say that I think that the first two episodes we were talking earlier and I basically said that, like the first four episodes of Game of Thrones really didn't lead you to want to watch what's going to happen next. It's not right. like episode five right. where you right. really start getting hooked. 
this show, first episode for me was a little slow. It was giving me that same kind of thing. This second episode, I'm all in. I can't wait to see what happens now. Right, hmm. right. Because like, they, they started off they started off a lot stronger I think so. than they did in Game of Thrones. And I don't think it's because we, we love Game of Thrones so much. I think it's just it's noticeably stronger. Yeah. Like in the second episode, we already got dragons. Like first episode, we got dragons, but like the right. second episode, we got dragons. But I think you know what I mean. I think part of it, those too, is that the first, like you said, four or five episodes of Game of Thrones, they have to introduce kind of the world you're living in, the characters that are going to be main players, the houses, and just how everything kind of works with each other. Here, I guess they're assuming you know that already from Game of Thrones, so they kind of just jump right into it. We're like. After two episodes, we're knee deep in some major storylines and higher stakes than we were from until maybe the end of season two of Game of Thrones. So that's where that's where I really feel like this is kind of exceeding. It's kind of uh, jumping out of the gate running, so to speak. Okay. Maybe I'll check yeah, it out. Then. You should. I, I mean, it's definitely worth. Yeah, it's worth it. And you don't need to actually watch Game of Thrones to watch this prequel. Because right, like, right. Yeah, so there's a lot of like fun little like details and Easter eggs. That you're gonna miss if you if you didn't watch Game of Thrones, but it seems two episodes in to be standing on its own as its own standalone story where it's not really gonna be required for you to have watched Game of Thrones yeah. to like enjoy it. I agree with that. I agree with that 100. I do think uh, you know there's no um, like visually the show just it looks better, but again they're basically enhancing what we already had. So that's kind of hard to say if it's actually better or just because the first one came out already. And they're starting off with a bigger budget than Game of Thrones started off with. So there's a lot that kind of, I guess, goes into that question. It's kind of a loaded question, I guess, if I'm yeah. uh, trying to be honest. But I think you should, I think you should uh, maybe watch the first episode or two and see if you like it. I mean, you know, the thing with Game of Thrones is that the, the way the show ended, it was a much different show than the beginning. So technically, yeah. the way this show is, the way this just the story based off of the the books, it should it's not, it shouldn't change too much. They're not going to go into some giant you know um, sci fi fantasy war with zombies and all that stuff. That's that shouldn't be what really happens. So you know who knows they could change their mind. But um, yeah, I never read any of the books, so me neither. I'm like a, even even with when the original series was on, I never read any of the books. Like I just. You know, I never really wanted to. Right, right. It like a lot of a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I read the I read oh, that I already watched. I want to say I read the first five books, but the last two books at this point are never coming out. So I've basically read the entire series at this point. <clears throat> Before we get into the real uh, kind of meat and potatoes of episode two of House of the Dragon, I do have kind of an open ended question. It was a good question that was asked to me by a coworker. And I wanted to throw it out there to you guys, but I need I want you guys to help me steer the ship a little bit. Do you want to start with that? Or should we get into She Hulk first? What do you guys wanna what do you guys think? I think we should do She Hulk last, to be honest with you, because that's the uh it's the main course, right? All right. Fred, what do you think? Same thing? I want me. Yeah. All right. So here's and I, I came up with a few examples for this question, but here's the open ended question. If you had to choose to uh, basically, follow the same career path of these three actors. Which one would you choose? Kevin Bacon, Sean Penn, or Val Kilmer? Now, not the not their lives. This is just the career path, the movies they made, and like the stardom they achieved. Which one of those would you choose? 
Let's throw it to uh, Scythe first. Go ahead. Probably Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. And you got to explain it, though. I, I need I need answers. Uh, Batman, regardless if you like them or not, you're still being Batman. And uh, Top Gun and there's another movie that I like that he's in. And I can't think of it right now. But just off those two movies alone, it's a, that's a hell of a ride for a career. Let me ask you this question. If he's yeah. not in Top Gun... Is the movie still the Top Gun we know and love today? Oh, no. Yeah. What? Um, see, I just no. don't. You guys like. See, I don't. Top Gun doesn't connect with me like Ice you guys Man. do. Anybody could play, play Iceman. Ice no, that is not true. He's that not that not special with Iceman. Come on. That is not <sighs> true. Not anybody can play Iceman. Look, admittedly, admittedly, I'm not such a diehard Top Gun fan like you guys are, but like. You don't think anybody else could? I freaking uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off could have played Iceman, and it would have been just as good. I'll say this: sure, there Robert, could be another Matthew person somewhere. It would have been the same. Stop it. There, there could possibly be somebody else out there that would have done a good job, but I don't want there to be another person. Well, so. I, you know, I guess that's a whole other question, right? I feel yeah. like if you had said, you know, no one else could have played Doc. Doc Holiday, whatever, in uh, Tombstone. Then the, okay, I see it. Yeah, Val Kilmer. You, you, he he brought that role to life, basically. But Iceman, I feel like anyone could have played. But all right, so for, so Fred, you chose Val Kilmer. Okay, uh, yeah. Carmine, who, who 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 would you pick out of that three? Going Bacon, man. See, that's what I went with too. Actually, unanimously, everyone I asked said Kevin Bacon. That's why I was so surprised when uh, Fred said Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yes, the beginning of his career, real genius, Top Gun, um, Tombstone, like amazing. After that, man, he went downhill fast, bro. <laughs> the Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, the Island of Dr. Moreau. That's then he was a making horror movie. No. But he did he have a good cameo in Entourage. Yeah, yeah, he had a good cameo in Entourage. But, like, and, and to be fair, his health issues outside of his career or what caused him to pretty much have to stop acting altogether. True. So we don't true. know what he could have could have done later on. Right. But going off of just his career is like towards the end of it, he was making like direct to video movies. Like no one wanted to watch them, you know, Bacon, I feel like never really missed a step. See, Bacon's so in I, everything and he's attached to everything somehow. He, he's kind of like the the white yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. He's just he's in like every movie, and he's basically good yeah. in everything he does. I mean, they're not all yeah. like you know serious movies, and they're not all like blockbusters and all that kind of stuff. But you know, like yeah, Sean Penn, you get you get the the both sides of it where you get the '80s like teen movies, but you also get the Oscar winning performances of Harvey Milk and and all that other stuff. So it's kind of um, you know, but Penn like. His movies always kind of boring too. See, that, that's my well, thing. I feel like Kevin Bacon. So I agree with you, yeah. Sight, though, about Val Kilmer played Batman, and that is before Batman really went off the rails. That was the last like entertaining I mean, one. Kevin Bacon played uh, Sebastian. Uh, what's his face in the X Men movie? What does that matter? No, it's not about superhero <laughs> movie. He played Batman. You know what I mean? And that was before the bat nipples were a thing. But I feel like besides besides that, I feel like uh, Kevin Bacon basically just has a more fun career, you know what I mean, overall. Whereas Val Kilmer, and I guess it's kind of like you said, Carmine, Val Kilmer and uh, uh, Sean Penn went the kind of dramatic, I want Oscars yeah. route. 
And it I, just kind of it wasn't Val Kilmer. It would be Bacon for me. Uh, I think Penn is by far out of the question. Chinese Butter says, "I love Bacon, but I have to agree with Scythe. Kilmer had better roles to remember." I mean, as, I, I guess if you're if you're judging off of roles that kind of will go down in history, then you have to kind of give it to to Val Kilmer. I would say because he's got more roles that I think will just you know we'll be watching with our kids and kind of being like, "Yeah, that, that dude's Val Kilmer." Where Kevin Bacon, you know, Footloose, I guess is the last one that he would uh, go down in history for. Maybe Hollow Man, <laughs> maybe. Hollow Man. But now here's 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 another three that I thought would kind of uh, suit you guys since you guys are wrestling fans. The Rock, John Cena, and Batista. If you had to swap careers with them, with one of them. It's The Rock. It's the rock. But why though? <laughs> See, but why? Just because he makes money? They all make money. money. It's but they all make yeah, money. They all make money. Uh, John John Cena's creeping up that now that he's finally getting roles. But I mean, The Rock hit the movie. The he hit Hollywood running. Like hit he hit the ground yeah. running. But like, you wouldn't argue that they, that Dave Batista has a better, more respectable career. I know The Rock makes money. Oh. He's like a he's like a gold mine. Oh. But Batista is in a much bigger range of movies. The Rock is The Rock. We say it all the time. That the Rock oh, is just the Rock in every movie. We say it all the time. He was in Blade Runner. He was in uh, Spectre, the James Bond movie. He, like all he plays is the the oafish bad guy, like the big tough bad guy, like what? the muscle. He plays the bodyguard. Like what are Come we talking on. about here? You're yeah. the star of James Bond. <laughs> I know he wasn't the star of James Bond, but that's what I'm saying. Like the Rock is the star in every movie he's well, in. But the Rock is just the Rock. I mean, like. We're getting a Black Adam movie that's not even Black Adam. It's just The Rock. It's The Rock in a Black Adam right. cosplay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if that was Batista, it would be Black Adam. It would be – exactly. So wouldn't it's you want Batista? It's The Rock and Superman. <laughs> it's just The Rock pretending to be Superman. Well, have yeah. you seen – But speaking of that, have you seen the uh, the memes that are going viral right now in, uh, for that Super Pets movie? Like the after credit scene, it's, it's The Rock playing Superman's pet talking to – Black Adam, who's played by The Rock in the movie, and Black Adam's pet, who's also played by The Rock in the movie. And people are like, this is just basically what's happening in real life. The Rock is taking over every single superhero possible. He's taking over the entire DCEU. And why wouldn't you want that in your career? <laughs> well, you know what? I guess that's, I kind of shot myself in the foot there. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. All right, yeah. you win that one. You beat me there. What about if you threw in Russell Crowe, Christian Bale, and Joaquin Phoenix? Which one would you take? Russell Crowe, Christian Bale. It would be between Crowe and Bale. I think. I, I, yeah, I think like, I agree with you there. Like, are you Batman? Or are you the Joker? Is that basically what you're asking, right? <laughs> That's all they're yeah. known for, right? They haven't like, done anything think about, else. Think about it. Like, if you're Bale, like you're Batman, like, and you're you're most people's wrong interpretation of Batman. Oh, Kilmer. Also, Johnny Butters does point out Val Kilmer's role in Heat with Robert De Niro. I mean, that's yeah, that's a classic. Heat. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him that. So maybe, maybe you, oh, you, yeah, you know, you may have right. swayed me. You may have swayed me. I went Kevin Bacon, but the more we talk about Val Kilmer, I'm like, Kilmer, oh, you Kilmer know what? Had some classics in there, man. He does have some classic like, movies in there. Footloose, bro. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Foot, uh, Footloose is. I mean, it's a classic, but like, like so we Come named on, we named Doc Holliday. Uh, bro, his I'd character and throw he... a batarang. <laughs> Animal House. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he'd rather throw I mean, a batarang and, and you fight Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Yeah, 
Sadly, uh, Jim, Jim Carrey might be the more memorable version of the Riddler. Paul Dano was good, but no one's going to You can forget Paul Dano. You might not forget. Uh, Jim, you're not going to forget Jim I don't want to go Carrey. down that road again with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it? The, it was Crow and who? Bale? Crow, Bale, and jo- Joaquin Phoenix. Crow had some banger movies. Man. Yeah, but his career kind of fell off a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, what was? What would you say is the yeah. last good movie that Russell Crowe made? Like, and when I say good, I don't mean like it, it scored well, but like you saw it and was like, "This movie's awesome." I can't even remember like the last. I don't know. Gladiator is one of my favorite movies. Like, wow. Yeah, like I don't. I, I mean, feel like Gladiator I, might be the last time that I was blown away by a movie. Is. Yeah. He also had that like schizophrenic math movie. They, like, right. Won an Oscar a beautiful for, mind. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mind. Yeah. I mean, you know, right now it's uh, tough for me because the I, the thing I remember Crow in is Thor: Love and Thunder, and he was horrible, and the movie just wasn't that great. So like, so I love his interpretation of Zeus playing I do. a Euro trash, a Euro trash Greek guy with a skirt. It was it was fucking hysterical. I do Sorry. like his yeah. interpretation, like, I, but I'm I'm eager to see more before I judge whether it's a good interpretation or not. Because it was really just it, yeah, like, it was played more of like a cameo, like a comedy cameo. It wasn't it wasn't as serious no, as I kind of hoped, like, you know. He was like one step away from being like yeah yeah discotheque discotheque. Yeah, you're not off. You're definitely not off. Every second of it. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think of other three. Those are those are the the groups that I wrote down. But there's yeah, a, there's like, definitely more you can ask about that. It's a good question to ask. Yeah. It is a good question to ask. I like that one. I like that one. I might go Joaquin on that one, though, man. I feel like he's probably got a more um, – he's kind of got like that mysterious, you know, you never know yeah. what movie he's going to do next, but when he does do a movie, it's yeah. like a big deal kind of thing. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Where the other exactly. two don't really have that. Like, the more I think about it, like I, I rewatched Joker recently, and – that movie really is amazing, man. It is like it is and for all you know. For and a lot of that is him. I mean, like he he really kills that it's whole movie. Him. It's all him. Like it's it's uh, it's um, really something that like without him, that movie doesn't work. Right. At all. Right, and and that's a good argument for like I don't know that anyone else could have been in that role and done it any yeah, better. No, that one I don't think mm. like definitely no one else could beat Iceman and no no one else could be uh, Joker in that know. movie. I don't know about the Iceman thing. But... <laughs> I got a good one. I actually just thought of a real good one. If you had to choose, Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, or Samuel Jackson. It's Denzel, baby, mm-hmm. all day. Yeah, but your logic before with okay. The Rock dictates that you should be picking Samuel Jackson. Listen, I love Samuel L. Jackson. Don't get me wrong. Yes, yeah. Denzel, Denzel is. Come he's on, one of man! The, the most—he's—he's he's top five in acting. Like the yeah, dude's a yeah, legend. You, you, yeah, you, I can't argue that one. And he—and he's still to this day, even if he's done some stinkers, he's still to this day. Like if he's in a movie, yeah. then you're just excited to see it. You're just watching it because yeah. his name is on it. What about no if, one saw the Equalizer two? It was still amazing because Denzel was. <laughs> I saw it. I didn't see it in theaters though. I waited till the stream. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's all right. It's you know, it's the Equalizer. Yeah, exactly. Put it this way: after he did the Equalizer two, they turned it into a show, because that's how bad that's how bad it was. I loved uh, one, two, three, Pelham. I thought that was that's amazing. an underrated movie. People people won't it watch is. it because it's movie. about a train, and they're like, what, "What's so exciting about that?" But it's actually really good. And it's funny. The really other intense. train movie he did was also extremely <laughs> good when he was, uh, um, what's the name? The engineer, and the train couldn't stop. And yeah, what was, was that? Fired oh, yeah, over that. Fine. 
With Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what that one was, yeah. but that's another great one too. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I don't know Samuel Jackson. Besides the Marvel stuff, he was in Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is I know probably my favorite yeah. Die Hard. So it's Dude, like Sam Jackson has a great resume. It, I just snakes on a plane. I don't know, man. You know, he's the kind of guy who elevates the material, but so does so does Morgan Freeman and Denzel. So that's kind of like a wash yeah. in the three of them. It's easy not to pick Morgan Freeman there because your life just becomes narrating different things. And while he's got the right voice for it, it's like that's not what I would want to do. Yeah, that that's probably my toughest matchup, I would think. OK, so I, I got it. I got you with you one mentioned. of them. I got you with one of them. The other ones you answered quick. Yeah. I got you with one of them, though. That one, that one was definitely a little bit. Butters says uh, he would have picked Joaquin Phoenix because besides Joker, Walk the Line was a classic. Yeah, like Walk the Line, he was really good in too. He's a good actor, man. Joaquin was good. Yeah, that's I mean, why like a lot of people, like bagging on this whole like Joker two idea of it being a musical and having Lady I Gaga. It. I do. I think it might work. But my question I mean, is, might, like, but... how much of a musical? Like, are they calling it a musical just to make us think that almost like to? to send us down a certain rabbit hole and is it really going to be a musical like a disney musical or is it going to be yeah, more of like they sing like, like two uh, songs in the whole thing and they're like dream sequences you know what i mean like it could I, work if I they do it the right feeling, way i have a funny feeling it's going to have musical numbers in it and not be right no i'm curious i feel it's just so weird that they would advertise the musical part because i don't think that that's going to be like I don't think that that's really what they I mean, want to go with it. They you know? don't really advertise the musical. Like they didn't advertise the musical part. It's a leak that came out that it's going to be a musical. So we don't even know. It may not even be true. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it was a leak. I guess that's true. No, it's not like they came out and they're like, "It's going to be a musical." And another another uh, iteration of Harley Quinn with Lady Gaga, and but that's assuming just... she's singing in the musical. Right, but now it's so is that the motivation for calling it a musical because she's gonna sing in it? Oh no! I think the whole. Like, what do you think of the fact that they're they recast with Lady Gaga or they're bringing a new version of Harley Quinn in with Lady Gaga or Lady Gaga? I just don't know what DC is doing in general. So at this point, it's whatever. Yeah. Listen, I'm okay. Like I'm okay with it because, like, listen. At the end of the day, the first Joker movie was amazing, right? Like mm-hmm. we all agree that it was amazing. It yeah. didn't fit into any other like external universe or this that or the other thing and it was still amazing so if you can keep bringing us like amazing movies with these characters and with this content um that don't necessarily lead into a bigger universe i'm okay with that not everything has to be the dceu you know what i'm saying not everything has to be the mc not everything has to be the Predator universe it's, or the universe. I don't know, universe. man. It's been like that, and it's just we're not getting anywhere. I, so, I want to see a, a, right. an actual freaking plan. I'm, saying, I'm with us, you. I'm with you. So give I... us actual good projects, though. You know what I'm saying? Like I agree. They've given but, us this splintered universe with shitty projects, so it makes it feel so much worse. If we were getting – if we got, like, a Booster Gold movie, Booster Gold in Blue Beetle movie – that was as good as the Joker was, but in like a different way, obviously, you know, like, would you care that it was, it wasn't tied to black Adam and, and it wasn't tied to probably like honestly. I yeah. Would care. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you like guys are too this uni- you guys love phases so much. That's the problem. <laughs> phases so much. My, my problem is <laughs> my problem is, and I've been saying this since DC started, the only other universe of movies that could rival Marvel. I feel, 
is the DC universe. It's built for it with the comic books and all that stuff. They have storylines that are already linked to each other. There's zero reason why we can't get a, another shared universe. It doesn't need to just be one. We should have more. And the fact that they can't get their shit together, that they keep almost reacting too quickly to things, it's it's yeah. just brutal to me that they just they can't get it right. You know what I mean? And I feel like, yeah. you know, in order for us to see a Batman versus Superman that actually hits all the right notes, you need to establish the characters first. That's just want to see like work that way. A big story and I want to see yeah. it pay off. Yeah. Like the Joker is a one off. Like, oh, we we saw young Bruce Wayne. It's like, all right, well, great. Can yeah. we see can we see that Bruce Wayne kind of grown up with Joker in the background doing fuck shit? Right. Like, I want to see that. I want to build on that. You know what I mean? Like And they could have they could have used the Batman to link to like they could have said that, that took place, yeah. I don't know, seventeen right. years after Joker or whatever. And it was just and, a complete no, this is different. Right. And uh, this, you know, that Joker yeah. was 30 years ago or whatever. I think my problem, too, with the, the Joker 2 rumors and all that stuff is that we get Discovery buying DC or buying WB, basically saying we're scrapping shit. We're starting from scratch. We promise you guys we're going to do it right. Here's, we're going to come up with a 10-year plan. We're hiring yeah. a Kevin Feige, the whole nine, and we're call, like, okay, Back good. We'll take a hike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, then we're like, okay, good. You know, they're making the right choices. And then they're like, but, you know, we're still going to release – the Flash. Flash. And yeah. you're like, oh, all right. And they then they're like, oh, you know that Blue Beetle movie? Yeah, we're going to release that one too. And you're like, okay, Still but is that going to tie into the the new stuff? And you're like, well, probably not. Oh, by the way, Black Aquaman. Adam. Yeah. Black Adam coming. Like, And then The Rock's right. like, yeah, Black Adam starting its own new universe with brand so new are heroes. Those all, are those all soft reboots going into whatever That's what I'm saying. DC's going to come not, up with? They're going to be, listen. It's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. These they spent get hundreds of millions of dollars on these movies. They have to recoup some. But I'm Discovery not... would be absolutely out of their minds to just shit can these movies and not release them. But don't don't mistake what I'm saying for they shouldn't release the movies. All I want is transparency. Like like real like yeah. Kevin, Kevin Feige tells us enough where we're like we know what's coming. And he just yeah. keeps the details out so that we don't we can still be surprised when we go see the th- the movie. Like, don't yeah. tell us you have a ten year plan, but then also start telling us when things are going to release that have nothing to do with that plan without explaining. Well, mm-hmm. these are we're just releasing because we made them and they're good movies and whatever. Right, and it's so going to reset. In, in my right. mind, it's don't worry about these movies. They're going to come out. They're going to get over. We're going to get over with it. And then we're going to launch into our plan. So it's like, why do I need to give a shit about these movies coming out? I don't. And if I watch them, I watch them. If I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter to the overall grand scheme of things. So what's the point? Not everything like this is like, you guys are so stuck and everything has to to stick to an overall grand scheme of things. It could just be a fun movie. Cause that's what I, that's what I want. That's what what I know. That's what I know works. Cause Marvel's proven that. It's what I know works, and it's what I would want in DC. Doesn't mean that the other way doesn't work either. It hasn't been working. They've been making random DC movies for years. It hasn't been working. It hasn't been working. Shoehorn them all together into one stupid. But they haven't though. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman eighty four is not shoehorned into any universe, and it was garbage, straight trash. Sure it is, because you already had her. Sure it is. In a Batman versus Superman movie. Sure it is. Look, you're so confident. Like, it was. It had. It had nothing to do with anything. All all, the, all, all our current DC. <laughs> all these current actors that are in DC are just 
left over from the Snyderverse that they right. that WB abandoned. So it's like all these movies just don't make sense in what's right. happening on a bigger and, scale. And, and you're going, you're moving Still forward. You're releasing shit that's not going to have anything to do with whatever ten year plan you come up right. with. Like, right, and you're re- you're releasing Flashpoint, which is a major, major, major DC event, and it's just gonna die when the right. credits roll because right. th- it's not part of whatever maybe, the plan maybe is. Flashpoint, but maybe they're reworking Flashpoint to be the reason why the universe is reset. I would love that. I would love that. But say it. Tell us that. Explain it. They have to explain that. The DCU, and you guys will be happy. But they need. Yeah, I would be. I, I would. would be. They need to explain it though. I agree with you, Sai. They, I, need, I, they yeah. need to tell us. They need to basically say to us, like, have a little faith. We're gonna basically reboot with Flashpoint, and then they just reshot listen. the whole ending to the Flash. So there could be something very well at the if end I of that where it's like, yeah. you know, Ezra Miller's out. Here's our new Flash because of Flashpoint or some bullshit. You know what I mean? But like, more lines of like this, the end, the ending of Flashpoint is going to reset all the universes. And that'll give us an idea of what type of situation we're heading into. For yeah, the next I time. hope so. Because that, r- right now, it's like that's such a major thing to put out in live action on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on, on, you know, in the movies theaters. And it's like, where do we go from there? Because that whole universe that they were trying to build is like just in shambles. And now we're starting something else. So it's, it's kind of difficult to follow what they're doing. I mean, it's it's right now it is, but you know, it's it's going to be difficult. The transition period is going to be way more difficult for DC right now because, you know, like like we said, like they're going to scrap basically everything they have in pre-production, but they already have movies in the can, so they can't scrap those. So they the transition period is going to be them releasing these movies, and then at some point being like, okay. They're they're gone. They're they're done. They've been released. This is what we're gonna do going forward. You know what I'm saying? Can I um, can I point this out to you though? So they're still releasing Blue Beetle, The Flash, Black Adam, Aquaman two, right? How bad was Batgirl that they just flat exactly. out decided to cancel it? Exactly. Like <laughs> wild. Like that must that, have been really you're, bad. You're 100% right. Because you know those Discovery execs watched Batgirl and they were like, we're not releasing this. Are you yeah. guys out of your fucking minds? What were you thinking? Yeah. Right. Just it would, and that's a, that's a movie that was filmed, edited. Yeah. The sound was done. It's in like, like the same stage as as the Flash right now. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, nah, and, we're done. And someone was like, well, all right, yeah. we'll just put it on HBO Max. And they were like, no, no. I think we're, I think Discovery bought WB to cancel that movie. They're just like, no. All last summer, all Warner Brothers did was release all their big movies on HBO Max. Right, and they could have done that with Batgirl, and that they were even like, nah, yeah, keep it. They didn't even want to like turn the negatives. It's never not, go- it's not going to DVD. It's yeah. not going to streaming. Get rid of it. <laughs> like they could have just they could have just released it on YouTube for free, just to be like, just let people see it. Yeah. We did all this work, yeah. like, but instead they were like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make one announcement. It's fucking trash. We're not gonna show it to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere. I mean, I understand. You know, they're doing. A, did you hear that they're doing a uh, like a ceremonial like viewing on the on the uh, uh, Warner I Brothers lot that. for the people who made just the movie? for their cast and crew. Basically, yeah. to be like, this is the piece of shit that you guys thought we were gonna release. Like, yeah. fuck you guys. You guys can all watch this, and then we're gonna burn it I, in front of you. 
I honestly think that would be hilarious. <laughs> if part of they're part. all. I'm sorry. If they're all watching it and they and you know how you ever see film burn? Yeah, it like, like bubbles theater? up, right? You just see it burn, and they're like, "That's it. You guys are done. Get out of here." Somewhere, <laughs> like the if there's like, bastards. If, yeah, if there's like a viral, if a video goes viral of like somebody recording that on their cell phone, like some WB exec or whatever Discovery exec, and he releases yeah. it just to be like, "This is how bad this movie was." I feel like I would gain so much respect. <laughs> For, for yeah. WV. That'd be amazing. Back, Batgirl can't even hit Pirate Bay. That's so true. You're talking about the same company that released that Catwoman movie with Halle Berry. That's what I'm saying. That's This is how and, bad Batgirl was. This was too bad. I'm thinking this was a woke nightmare. Probably. It, it, it Maybe it was. Maybe they would, you know. Who knows? I feel like, I feel like what really happened was there was like a... Nightmare. I feel like it, it was it was made at a time where the merger was in the middle of kind of going on and so many questions being thrown around that nobody really had their eyes on it. So the people who were working on it just kind of got to do whatever they wanted. And yeah. there was nobody to be like, what the f- what are you doing? What is that? So like, then they finished it and were like, yeah, guys, we got a finished product. And like you said, somebody they were in some like executive room, like, all right, let's watch to see, you know, how much money we're gonna spend on marketing, whatever. And when it was done, somebody vomited into a pail on the side. Someone else ran out of the room. Someone called their spouse and said, We gotta we gotta get a divorce because this is this is where my life is right now. Yeah. And they were like, You just destroyed this entire office. We're, we're selling Batgirl? a WB. Who is playing Batgirl? I don't even know to be honest. I, I have to look I have to look her up. But it's all it was all no name people. I mean, it was all you know. Even still, like you know that like she's never gonna work again. You you realize that Michael Keaton was the only good part about Batgirl. <laughs> he was gonna come back as Batman. That was basically the only reason yeah, why anyone why was gonna is watch he it. Coming back to Batgirl and the I don't understand. Like, what is our plan here? <laughs> Leslie Grace was gonna play a uh, was gonna play oh, Batgirl. See, but this is my point. Yeah, But this is my point, though. They were bringing J.K. Simmons back as Commissioner Gordon to tie it into the DCEU. But Batgirl wasn't going to be a part of the DCEU. And going forward, the the Snyderverse was garbage anyway. So why would he come back as Commissioner Gordon? They had Brendan Fraser playing Firefly. Yeah, that was actually the thing people were most upset about. Was that Brendan Fraser lost out on a job. Yeah. (laughs) Poor guy. This is like this is like a, a definitely a wake up call for Michael Keaton, right? He wanted to stay away from Batman for a while. Then he did Birdman and was kind of like, oh, maybe the hero movies aren't so bad. Then he did Vulture and Spider Man, and suddenly everyone loved him again. And he was like, you know what? I'll come back as like superhero stuff. Then they were like, you want to be Batman again? And he was like, sure, why not? He filmed two yeah. movies, and both those movies are basically being thrown out. <laughs> He's going to bed like, I am, fuck that. I am never coming back Michael to Batman. Michael Keaton destroys Michael, Michael DC. Is the Batman curse now? Maybe. Yep. the DC curse now? We, you DC heard it here curse. first, folks. We just discovered it. First, Michael folks. Keaton. I'm the theater room. Episode, what are we, 53? 52 today. Episode two, 52. Yeah. If you two, want to know why two, DC, why, why Warner Brothers sold to uh, Discovery, Michael Keaton came back as Batman. He's the reason. <laughs> Michael okay. Keaton has cursed the entirety of Warner Brothers in the DCEU. You think he's probably having nightmares curled up in his room, kind of like, why can't I be Batman again? This is sucks. Oh, man. <clears throat> it's third time's a charm, right? So he didn't want to, the third Batman movie tends to be the worst one. And he didn't want to do a third one to avoid that curse. Yeah. Ben Affleck tried to do a third one, got fired from it. <laughs> then uh, Michael Keaton and said, you know what, I'll come back and do it. 
And Dark Knight Rises was hot garbage. Right. Michael <laughs> Keaton said, you know what? I'm going to break the curse. I'm going to come back. I'm going to be Batman. The fans loved it. Then Warner Brothers <laughs> saw some footage of him in background and was like, nope. Mm-mm. Nope. And then they got rid of it. So we just broke it down here, guys. We just figured it all yeah. out. All it took was a little brainstorm. That's we it. cracked the code. WB has just been Beetlejuice, Johnny Butters says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they said it three times, and then he came back and destroyed it. So anyway, <laughs> moving on from uh, uh, more DC the random bashing. DC rant that we yeah. went on. <laughs> we started talking about <laughs> actors that we liked and who we would want to switch places with. Honestly, it happens every time we bring up DC. We go on like a 20 minute rant about how much how much it's hard. It shows you how do bad I, DC do is. Do you want to be Val Kilmer? Or... <laughs> that's how it started. That's how it started. I mentioned Val Kilmer. You mentioned that he was in Batman, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> then we went right down oh, the rabbit man. hole. Oh, and then we mentioned The Rock also. Yeah. Right. Yeah, playing Black yeah, Adam and taking over. Right down the rabbit hole. Oh, That's man. amazing. I love that. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> while while Scythe is wearing a Marvel shirt. Facts. Anyway. Not biased, I swear. Before we get into uh before we get into She-Hulk, let's just briefly talk about uh House of the Dragon. Uh so yeah. we're on episode two now. <clears throat> oh, let me pull oh, up I a thought- uh <laughs> all right no we did Go a little bit it. in the beginning but it wasn't uh let me just pull up a little image here i wanted to talk talk to you uh, uh carmine what were your thoughts on episode two for your house of the dragon really strong uh really strong episode are we doing spoilers are we doing no spoilers like i mean i, don't I, I, don't know. I want to avoid spoilers but honestly it's hard to talk about just these shows without talking yeah. about spoilers <laughs> So when, I, when, does, when does that show I come out? On Sunday. Sunday at nine. Right oh, so it's pretty recent. That's what I'm saying. Like episode yeah, one, yeah. we could talk about spoilers for sure, because if you haven't watched it by now, you're an asshole. But uh listen, episode two just came out. Listen, if you haven't watched it yet, pause it right here, go watch it, and then come back. Hold on, let's all make a funny I, face I, for the pause. There you go. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Right. That works. Pause it right there. Come come back and listen to the rest of this because there's no way we could talk about this without spoilers. This is the kind of show where every like line someone says could be a potential spoiler. Yeah. So like yeah. you really your official warning. Don't get mad at us. Don't start sending hate comments our way that we spoiled Game of Thrones for you. You can send it my way, but make the hate comments creative because you know if it's just generic like you're fat, I'm not. That's not going to do it for me. <laughs> um. So yeah, so I thought it was really strong. Like the ending of this episode. Um, not even like the the surprise at the end, but like the last scene with I, I don't remember I can't remember any of these Targaryens freaking names. Damon man. with the brother, um, the brother I remember because he's the only one with a normal name. The rest of them are like Rhaenyra's, the little girl, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. When she flies in on the dragon and she just challenges him face to face, like, yo. I'm the heir to the throne, bitch. Give me back my dragon egg. Otherwise, my tiny dragon's going to rip a hole through your giant-ass dragon, and we can fucking do this. I wish You don't I, got the ball to kill me. So back off. I, I, there, there is a part of me that wishes they talk like that. Like she got off the dragon and was like, do something, motherfucker. Shit. Yeah, she basically went step to him and was just like, if you're going to do it, yeah. like, jump. Like, I'm here, motherfucker. Let's go. Here, Froggy. Let's jump, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> I, I will say though, so in the, in the, my one the one complaint that's pretty consistent with Game of Thrones, in the especially in the last two seasons, is that things 
they, they travel too quickly. You know, they're like flying from the northern parts of the map to the southern parts of the map in like a day. And it, it should just take longer than that. Not even a day, but in hours. And it should take way longer than that. Not even flying, just riding. And uh, there was a little bit of that in this episode when the hand of the king is like, no, you, you don't go to Dragonstone. I'll go. And then it kind of cuts. He's there already. And I get that time passes and they just don't have to show us the trip every time. But there was there was something about Game of Thrones that I liked about that. See, like two days of them on the road being like, yeah, so swords, right? No, <laughs> you don't. But a, but a big part if you if you watch the first, say, four seasons, at least of Game of Thrones, a big part of the things that happen are while they're on the road. You know, the, especially back then, the plan is, oh, I'm going from Winterfell to King's Landing. All right, no problem. It sounds like an easy trip. But the road there was dangerous, and there was a lot of things that could happen. And more often than not, you didn't make it to your destination when you were supposed to. So, like, th- that kind of added to a lot of the intrigue, in my opinion. So I kind of want them to stick with that. Um, however... We're two episodes in. We still may get something like that. Though. Yeah, and, and on the map, on the game, on the Westeros map, you know, King's Landing. I'm sorry, King's Landing and uh, Dragonstone is not that far apart. So, I guess it could yeah. be somewhat of a quick trip. But, you know, that's just one thing I want them to avoid because to make the show feel realistic, that that I, generally, like, put it this way: in the beginning of Game of Thrones, you know, the the king shows up at. Um, uh, Winterfell tells Ned, you're going to be my hand. By the end of the episode, they leave. The next, I want to say, I think just at least one episode, they're on the road and you see some conversations they have and some things happen at a camp they stay at and whatever. And then the next episode, they get to King's Landing. So it's not like you're spending tons of time on the traveling, but there is that portion just to make you feel like you actually are watching these people kind of live this lifestyle. So, but that's just, you know, it's a a personal gripe. It takes like four or five episodes to get into Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's why. And that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that makes what, sense. Hey, at least Michael Keaton's not going to show up as Batman and ruin it. <laughs> Three episodes of traveling in a being like swords. We have yeah. direwolf. Otherwise, is this is this show uh, very dark? Because I remember I watched. <laughs> weirdly, I wanted to see how this show ended, mm-hmm. and I watched a little bit of the final season of Game of Thrones. And the first episode I watched was like the night fight, and I couldn't see a damn thing. I'm like, no. why am I watching this? And I turned it off angry. <laughs> I don't blame you. I I actually enjoyed that episode overall, but it's dark as fuck. But yeah, I couldn't see a damn thing. No, and, so uh, far this episode is this show. I mean, is super bright. Even even the nighttime bright. scenes, they got like 900 candles lit. You could see everything. Like yeah, yeah. Okay. even yeah. when they went to Dragonstone and this yeah, yeah, kind of everything's kind of in fog and um. Like a darker palette. A yeah, darker yeah. Everything's gray and black and stuff, but it, but you can still see everything. Yeah, you still yeah you can still see everything. Like what I thought was cool was um, uh, not in the show, but it was a uh, it was like a a little video of a building in New York City, mm-hmm. and it showed everyone watching Game of Thrones because all their windows were lighting up. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, fashion. Yeah. I, th- I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was I like, mean, it shows really you how popular the show is. Floors on floors, yeah. just all it's having the same thing. Shows of all time. You know what I'm saying? And and this is gonna be like, like I said, man, it, it starts off strong. These first two episodes, very strong. Really, the, at the height of Game of Thrones. I would say the peak of Game of Thrones, it the dragons, the zombies, all that kind of stuff, all the magic side of it, the fantasy side of it, was 
10% of the show. It was a very small portion of the show. The majority, the big draw was the political moves, the war, the strategies, yeah. like that kind of thing. And the way this show started, they're right almost immediately they're at that peak now. You can just feel it. They're already knee deep in everyone trying to backstab somebody for more power and figuring out ways to further their agenda. You know what I mean? So let me ask like you. Honesty, oh, hold on. Before you ask something. Mm-hmm. Like in all honesty, because right, you never watch Game of Thrones, right? By the time you get, I'm not going to tell you what happens. I don't want to spoil it for you. But by the time you get to the Red Wedding, and everybody that's watched Game of Thrones knows what the Red Wedding is, yeah. you are so shocked by what you yeah. see because of all the political moves that have been made so far. And there's nothing like magical about it or anything right. like crazy that happens. It's just, it's so shocking to you as the viewer that you're just like, I, I, oh, I can't yeah. believe it. Like I, I can't believe it. You know, and then and, and nothing comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah, like every twist makes sense in the context of the show. Yeah. And then you get to a uh-huh. like a expertly shot battle scene, like Battle of the Bastards, which, like, it's just a battle. It's a battle on a on a on a battlefield, right? Like any other battle on a battlefield. But the way they film it, so close in, it makes you feel like claustrophobic, like you're in the battle with them. Like the show is was really expertly done up until the last season. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's what I heard. The last season was garbage. Yeah, the last season is garbage. But like you were talking about the the night the night fight, right? Where yeah. you basically can't see anything. Like mm-hmm. Battle of the Bastards was a darker tone. It was a darker shade overall, like uh, film uh, cinematically, right? But you could see everything. You could hear everything. You could feel everything. It was right. expertly well done. Expertly well done. So my question um, was. The way people and I'm the way you hear about Game of Thrones is kind of like the to me from the outside is the same way I heard about um, Sons of Anarchy. So, in your opinion, is Sons of Anarchy comparable as far as uh, how big the show is, or is Game of Thrones ahead or Sons ahead? Like, what's the bigger show Ooh. as far as the popularity goes? Game because of Thrones, you think it was Game of Thrones? Because I feel yeah. like it, when Suns came out and, and throughout all their seasons, it's the only thing that was be trending or talked about or oh, whatever. Right. right, it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. But like, I I know way more people now that have never watched Sons of Anarchy, right? Than have never watched Game of Thrones, right? And just like speaking in my circle of like friends and all that stuff, I know people who aren't into fantasy who fell in love with Game of Thrones. Whereas yeah. people who weren't into like crime shows didn't even didn't give a shit about Sons of Anarchy, so it didn't yeah. win them over. They tried, mm-hmm. but it didn't win them over. Whereas Game of Thrones, if you're into the fantasy side, you'll love it. If you're into like the political intrigue and all that stuff, you'll love it. If you're more into like survival kind of like you know thriller kind of shows, you'll love it. It's kind of fits a lot of different categories. That's what for frustrates me about this show because I like all those things and I can't get into it. At least I couldn't when I tried yeah. many freaking years ago. But one of the things I hate. Don't even watch the first four episodes. Right. Just start at episode five and just, yeah. just figure it out. I bet. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just do that. <laughs> one of the things I always hate to say to people is like, you got to keep watching, get to a certain point. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. you know. I say that too about shows. I'm like, right. oh, you know. I feel like but. I feel like the first no. This is the same thing for Game of, for Breaking Bad to me. If you've never seen it before, you got to get through the first two seasons. 
before it starts to no. really freaking click. Because nah. not, not for Breaking Bad, not this, for me though. It's just my opinion. But Breaking Bad, I thought was very slow. It was good, but there was nothing like special about it in the first two seasons. Like it had moments here and there that were good. It was well acted, but it wasn't like you know, oh, like the groundbreaking show it was. And to me, it wasn't until episode the the season three where it really picked up the intensity and everything. And then it got like like a must watch kind of show. For me, Game of Thrones is the same thing. I like I said before before we started going, we went live. I watched the first two seasons and like, was it good? Sure, but it wasn't anything phenomenal. And then from season three on, it's just like. So what? What made you keep watching it? Was it, it just the popularity of it? And everyone wanting to talk. I'm about I'm sure it? that's part of it, but it was also the the quality, the acting qualities is up there. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's a poorly acted show. The, the production value is way up there. The costumes, the environment, everything looks great. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was a good show, but it wasn't, like, the thing that I had to drop everything and watch at 9 p.m. on Sunday. You yeah. know what I mean? The way, like, Sons yeah. of Anarchy, especially, you know, once I got into that show, it was like, don't talk to me. Sons of Anarchy's on. I'm not I'm not talking to you right now. Spartacus, same yeah. thing. It was like, I don't care right. what your plans are supposed to be. I'm going to be home watching Spartacus. And that's really it. You know what I mean? It just like took that, that long for, they to, for them to get me like that. Walking yeah. Dead, yep. Yeah, was that? another one. Oh, first, Walking like, Dead, yeah. Walking Dead, I was like that. Like, I yeah. have to watch Walking Dead this week. I can't wait to see what happens. Right. It was an event every every right. time it was on. Was like, like, yeah, after five seasons, I was like, all right, I'm done with Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, you know, Butters is the only one still watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's the only one still keeping the Walking Dead torch alive. Wait, so Chris, what you what you think of um, this second episode though? Because you didn't tell us what you thought. Well, so I feel like. Oh my bad. Oh, uh, that's all right. I said I was saying this to my coworker, uh, who's a big who's a bigger fan of Game of Thrones than I even am, and uh, you know she it's not so she wants to watch the show. I told her that after two episodes, I'm already calling it like a must watch, especially if you're a fan of the first season. I think that it's. It it's, it wa- didn't just walk out of the gate strong. It's running full speed. Every storyline they set up so far, I'm interested. I'm interested in every single character. They haven't even given us like a main bad guy, quote unquote, for the show. Because Game of Thrones generally is not about like one person is the bad guy. Everyone's got motivations that make sense. But Definitely. they've hinted at that in, in episode two, and I'm already kind of like, yeah, okay, I want to know more. You know what I mean? So, you know, the the for me the most fun moments of game of thrones was when you ended an episode thinking all right who's gonna team up with who who's gonna backstab who and trying to kind of guess and the line like to what we basically kind of to what we said and to fred what you said before that didn't start really jumping into play until the middle of season two ish where you started going who's gonna be on whose side here this is two episodes in and i'm already like questioning motivations everyone's got everyone's well-rounded so, like, a perfect example of why I like the way they do the characters in Game of Thrones in general is in House of the Dragon, you have the hand of the king is, like, the he's literally the right-hand man. He If the king, something happens to the king, the hand will take over until the heir is old enough to become king. And in the episode one, he's basically played as a pretty straight shooter. He's, like, honest. He tells, he gives decent advice. He doesn't seem to be, like, a dick or over-ego or anything like that. And then... In episode one, we, we're going to spoil it now because we just talked about it and because episode one happened last week. The king's wife is about to give birth. Shit's happening with the birth. So they, the doctors basically say, look, we could save the baby and your wife's going to die. Or we, we could try to deliver this baby and both of them might die. And the king says, save the baby. In the process, though, his wife and the baby die anyway. So he just lost both of them. 
and all of a sudden his right hand is talking to his daughter who i think in the show is only like 14 or 15 or something and he's like oh he just kind of subtly says oh you might want to check in on the king you know see if he's all right he just went through some shit and she's like sure that's what you want me to do and then as she walks out he's like oh you might want to put on your mother's dress and right there he went from being like a looked like a good dude to like there's a shade of just darkness in him you know what i mean and every character has that every character has that they seem like a certain type of way, but then there's that shade or that hint that maybe they're not, it's not all they seem right on the surface. And Game of Thrones did that so perfectly. And I love that after two episodes, every single character has that already. Even the, even the, the main, uh, I guess you would call him the bad guy, the, the brother who wants to be king. I love that. Yeah. The way Matt Smith plays him, I believe that's the, the actor's name, Matt Smith. The way he that plays is him is like. Doctor who? Yeah, yeah. The way he plays him is. You sure, didn't recognize him like the whole first yeah. episode. That's my. He's fucking, oh, really? and he, he's fantastic so far in two episodes. And oh, the way he plays his character is like, he's he's the kind of character that always has. He's like on the verge of smiling, but you never know if it's like a friendly smile or like I'm about to stab you in the neck, and you just don't even know it's coming. Kind of smile, you know what I mean? He plays it yeah. so well. And I'm I'm just into it. I'm into every single thing they've shown us so far. To be the little honest. girl, man, like uh, the one that plays the little princess, like she's Rhaenyra, yeah, fantastic. She's she, I don't. Know, oh, we should probably learn her name, but yeah, she, her um, her name's a little tough to say. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. look it up. I'm gonna butcher um, it, but I'll look it up. She uh, like her and Matt Smith have this like standoff at the end of the episode, right? She flies in on her dragon. She jumps off the like the king's guard is trying to stop her. She's like, get out of my way. She goes right up to him, um, and she just lays it out there. She's like, so if you want to take over the king, I've already been named the heir, so you're going to have to kill me. So let's see it, what you got. And he gives her this smile. And I'm yeah. just like, is he a yeah. killer right now? <laughs> like, yeah. This dude's about to stab this little girl in the face. <laughs> like, And I will say, and that's another argument, too, to why I, it's, I'm a big fan of shows where you know, the plot armor is not so thick. To me, like, you know, it adds to the intensity of the show if you really don't know who's going to survive. And, you know, Spartacus did that really well. Game of Thrones arguably did it did it phenomenal, like did it the best of any other show until yeah. until later seasons. Sons was really good with that, too. That Sons, was, that was, Sons was really good. All the best shows, in my opinion, like, as far as you know, anyone could die at any time. And there's very little, like... like for, for the first few seasons was like that. For the first the three seasons. Went. Oh uh, no! I'd say up until they killed Glenn, you no. never know who was gonna. Up until know. they killed Glenn, like they basically went three seasons where anyone could go, and then they p- protected every single friggin' person until Negan came. And the only reason they, even, yeah, we, I would argue, the only reason they killed Glenn is because they knew in the comic book he killed Glenn, and if they didn't do that, people would be upset. Well, one of the things about that they screwed up on is they started like after they killed Glenn, all the legacy characters on that show were untouchable. They were like. They're, no, they were like, this is going to be Carl's last episode. Like, they announced it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, like, this is going to be Rick's last ep- last season. He's not coming back after this. Yeah. So you know he's going to die then. You're just waiting for the episode. At least when Glenn did it, like, yeah, if you read the comics, you kind of knew that Negan was going to kill right. him. But, like, but like there was that there was that little voice in your head where it was just like, yeah, they didn't play the governor like they did in the comics. Maybe they won't play Negan like they did in the comics. Maybe he still kills Glenn, but maybe not here. You know what I mean? You still have a mystery around it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're uh, right. all the best shows do that. They don't. They don't. Right. You know. 
And I think I think uh, Game of Thrones up until the last like two seasons maybe did that better than almost every other show. Like they really like you did not know who was gonna die and anybody could go except for maybe a handful of people. Yeah, I mean, arguably, hi even... hey, <laughs> hi hey, join the chat. Who's hi hey? And he's calling us all neckbeards. You say we all have neckbeards. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Isn't I don't know who that is. Beard like the really long ones. That's what I thought. Mine stops well, here. So I just will say that. though that even the last season of Game of Thrones, which we all agree is was pretty much trash, but even in the yeah, last episode, yeah. you really didn't know who was gonna die. No, you you didn't. But that, so that that was a testament to how good the show was because yeah, like seasons six, seven, and eight didn't kill a lot of important people, you know. But oh. the but you know. So anyway, so the, so the point I'm trying to make is right now we're back to that feeling again, where you know episode to episode we're not going to have people dying like crazy, but like towards the end of the season, like anyone's fair game, and just based off of the story that the the book that the show is based off of, you know, there are certain people that obviously I kind of know are going to just survive, but there's a large list of people that are all fun to know, like fun characters that could go. And that, that to me makes it much more entertaining to watch. I feel like the Kings kind of got to die. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to ruin it for you. I'm not going to. Yeah. I mean, I look I and just so everybody knows, I haven't read any of the books. I could not care less about the books. Um, just based off of like plot and everything like that. And like, kind of looking forward, the King kind of has to die to give us like the war that should be coming at some point yeah well i mean the whole set the whole setup and the whole storyline is about a targaryen civil war over who gets to be the next king so i mean while they're also being invaded by the iron well the free folk the The free folk not the well not free folk but pirates basically they're they're they aren't they the same people that uh in game of thrones the brother and the sister the sister's like a badass pirate are they called the iron something uh they're from they're from that area, but it's not. The, it's not the same family. It's not, not the, the same you know, family. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. I was a little yeah. confused about that. I'm it's not more. Lie it's more of like a, a combo of, of families that kind of join. And you'll see. I, I don't want to yeah. go into spoilers because, you know, that might ruin it for some people. So. And, and, and the, they showed the they showed someone who's going to obviously be a villain. Yeah, well, I think that's probably one of my my second little nitpick is that again, like I said, Game of Thrones, there really wasn't a flat out bad guy. Especially in the beginning, towards the later seasons, yeah. it was obviously very specific who the bad guy was going to be, um, or the antagonist, I should say. But here, there it almost seems like they're pushing too hard to just have a specific bad guy, and I don't know if I like that. I like it more where you know you kind of root for who you root for, and you know you see what how it plays out. You know what I mean? But so that's my thoughts. I still think episode one, I would give an eight out of ten. Episode two, I would stick with the eight out of ten rating. Um, I think they're it's good. It's a good start for the show. For really phenomenal start for the show. Jumped for me, so I'm a, episode one was like a seven out of ten for me, maybe seven and a half. Um, it was because it was pretty slow at some points for me. Um, and then this episode was like an eight and a half out of ten. Like the ending of the, the ending of it made it for me. So here's the million dollar question, Fred. Yeah. Are you gonna watch the show now, or did we do nothing <laughs> to sway you? No, I may check out the prequel for sure. Cause, All right, uh, cool. You heard it here, folks. Seems, seems, By next week, Fred's going to be caught up on all of Game of Thrones and the prequel <laughs> show. I highly doubt that. <coughs> I do, too. I'll That's a lot of prequel, TV. I'll though. I'll catch up and be current on the prequel. I'll try, at least. All right. So now we can go into full spoilers for a different show because this show is just winning me what? over with every episode. Oh. Let's talk Let's talk She-Hulk <laughs> from the My MCU. 
from the DCEU to the MCU, let's talk She-Hulk. I mean, two episodes in. You I will... say this is your favorite show? It's my favorite. It's my favorite Marvel Disney Plus show. So. Oh, okay. You know wow. what? That's a little. Wow. That's a little. That's much, a little man. strong. You know, listen, I'm, I'm being. Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Two episodes in, I I cannot wait every Thursday to watch this freaking show. I am excited for like you know I know it's like, only two episodes in, but I am I pumped for what comes that next. Feeling. I don't remember having that feeling two episodes in to any other Disney Plus show. Maybe Hawkeye. I say Hawkeye. I was kind of there. Same point. See, I, I was, was definitely there with Hawkeye. I was there for Hawkeye. I was there with Loki. I was there with yeah. Moon Knight. I know you guys uh, have your qualms about Moon Knight, well, but I was there with Moon Knight. My thing about Loki was like, it was, overall, it's a great show. Like, one of the better ones that they had, right? But like, by episode two, I was kind of like, I can't wait to see where this show leads to. I, I wasn't like, right. I, like, Loki, I would have been happy waiting till it all came out and just binging the whole thing in one shot. This I want to see every week. Like, what's going to happen next? Okay. Like, I hear know. you. I hear yeah. you. But let's go, uh, uh, Scythe. What did you think of this uh, last episode? I was a bit, despite all the craziness that we saw Easter egg wise, I was a bit um, disappointed. It felt like they blew their load on the first episode and then they pulled it back a little bit for the second. So they oh, wow. slowed down for sure on the second one as far yeah. as like uh, the action and all that stuff. It was clearly uh, more of the sitcom like kind of feel. Yeah, um, okay. So I don't disagree with that as you know as far as that's concerned. But I feel like they really gave us a ton of Easter eggs this episode. Just a ton no, of little breadcrumbs for, sure. for what's coming. I mean, still maybe a good not episode, for this season. But I wasn't like when I walked when I when I turned off the first episode. I was like, wow, that was incredible what I just watched, and I. I did not get that feeling with episode two. I, I kind of like felt back. Like it kind of like humbled me a little bit. Like, all right, let me, let me not be too high right, on the right, show right. yet and let it kind of play out. Let me ask you guys this question. The CG in episode two, was it not worse than episode one? The CG has been terrible for her throughout this whole thing. <laughs> like I, I kind of, it didn't bother me. Like episode one, it didn't bother me. I thought it looked pretty good. It definitely looked better than the trailer. You know, I didn't. Her get, jumping like, bothered me in episode one. Yeah, like it was a little was floaty. Fighting That's Hulk true. and jumping. Yeah. It was like watching uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic jump or something. Like it was no, it was definitely. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely a little uh, uh, PlayStation One era uh, era yeah. uh, video game it's, uh, cinematic. But I thought episode two, I just like it was cartoony. It was bright. I don't know if it was because she was yeah. surrounded by humans the whole time. So whenever she was in her Hulk form, there was nothing to like soften the they're blow. I guess. With, yeah, they're having a little problem. It looks like with like the ratio of her size compared to other humans. Yeah, and, and that's tough to do. Bruce, that's that's very tough to do because when she's standing next to Bruce, the other CGI giant green thing, it looks yeah. it, it looks, looks fine, pretty good, yeah. right? And then when she's standing next to her boss, like drunk at the bar. And she has to shrink down. It's kind of like this looks really awkward right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't I like the how thing. they actually um, made her extremely drunk <laughs> when she came down. Right, the moment she switched. Like, I want, he's like, I want to talk to Jane and not you for a second, and then she got hammered <laughs> immediately. Like, Johnny, that was a little like I was like, what? Like, Johnny Butters uh, says that she looked like a fine version of Fiona from Shrek. I, you know, that that's <laughs> she's, not she's inaccurate. That's an, especially in episode two, I just thought that it, it was very cartoonish next to the humans. And uh, I understand that's going to be, I guess, a problem going forward. But 
when you look at the Hulk next to the humans, it's not nearly as bad. I think they got they got the lighting yeah. down maybe for him better. And you know, going back just to the, the, gold, detail, the gold standard, the detail of the Hulk is just better. Like you yeah. see every yeah. ripple of his muscle, like you see everything, and it's in so high quality detail. And it looks like skin, and, like it looks real. And for her, know? it was just like, eh. <laughs> nah. we'll just throw some green on it. And <laughs> and I get it's a TV budget. You know what I mean? Like when you you can't compare her to like Thanos because the budget they had the, for Endgame was yeah, but the TV budget know. had the Hulk in it, like. There's your they have a file saved. It's just it, literally right. like bringing it over from. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, really right? They they Hulk have years of the Hulk, up. you know, yeah. and they, they had the Hulk really built in a, in the Infinity War budget. So that's kind of my problem. Like, they budget. know what they should do with it because they have all this data on the Hulk. Money. I don't disagree. Money to get there though. Yeah, dude. They, had, they had to build her from the from the ground up. Like they can't just yeah. put. Body with long hair and be like that's she hole right. guys you know no, I don't, I I don't that. really I'm disagree I, I hear what you're saying I, I, there's just something about her look that I kind of hope they can still improve upon just a little bit it doesn't like, ruin the show for me doesn't, doesn't bother me nearly as much as it does you guys I think it just stands um, out it's not that it bothers it me does. it's not that it bothers out. me yeah, I'm okay it's with it but it stands out, out. I, even it my, stands it, out for me, but it doesn't take me away from enjoying right, the right. show. Right, right. Even yeah. my wife was like, "Does she always look like that?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes like, "Like that green," and I was like, "Yeah, so far." <laughs> you know, it's like You're definitely going for a brighter, a brighter look to her skin tone as far as like the green is concerned. Right. But she was like that in the comics also. Like she was yeah. always a, a yeah. much brighter green than yeah. Bruce was. I, but she do, uh, like my problem is she doesn't look as muscular as she probably should be. But now, yeah. so I don't, I don't in know the, her in the, in the comics. comments. So. She's wearing like a ripped up white shirt, and you just see like her muscles like going out. It's like, all right, this is She Hulk. She's a beast. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel right. like we're just. She's just a little taller and green. Like that's all I'm getting out of it. <laughs> I do think, uh, besides the fact that uh, Fred and I are not the biggest fans of the way she looks, um, bringing Abomination in on episode two. The way they kind of like, they kind of almost like retcon him a little bit, where he thought he was like the hero and he was kind of played by the government a little bit. I, I like that. It's a great like twist. That a lot. Retcon, like that's what how the movie played out, though. Yeah. Well, not retcon it, but they kind of let him explain his yeah. side of it, and you're like, oh, you know what? It yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, because no, he really was like played it by made the government. You care you know? about the abomination? Like, let's be honest. It, it, it did. It did make you it care, made you about, care it. about the abomination. Can I love? As soon as, he, ex- as, soon as like, he explained he it, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. Can like, I just <laughs> say, though, my favorite little detail was that he actually apologized to Bruce Banner on his own, like like <laughs> off camera, like yeah, years from, ago. On a, in a letter. In a letter. And he wrote him a haiku. Yeah. Like when Bruce said that, and he was like, yeah, you know, I, he apologized. We're, not, we're friends now. I'm kind of like, what? <laughs> like, are you kidding I was, me? A, I was a different person then, anyway. Uh, that, honestly. <laughs> the fourth wall break at that point. That might be. Yes. That might be the joke of the MCU phase phase five. I guess we're in now, right, Carmine? Yeah. You know, you know the phase is better than we do. Uh, yeah. That's the best joke they wrote though so not, far. Not, not to be, uh, <laughs> not to be confused with Saga. Yeah, with Saga. What'd you say? Than, that was better than every joke in Thor: Love and Thunder. Just, yeah. just him going like, "I'm a, I'm a totally different guy now." Literally. I just wish. He's like. Huh? <laughs> I, w- I wish though there. I wish Bruce looked at the camera yeah. at that moment. I wish he said literally and then just looked right at the camera, like you know, that would have been best. But it's still like it was Iron, a great joke. Iron Man two effect, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, there's that whole thing where, where Rhodey shows up at the courthouse. They have this big dramatic pan up, and it's, it's Don yeah. Cheadle instead of, uh, instead of uh, – Yeah, and he goes, face. look, it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. And they just walk away. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, that's how they dealt with that. Like, everybody's just like, all right, Don Cheadle's on yeah. War Machine. Now let's just deal with it, people. Right. So I, I loved it. Uh, the whole setup. Now, so I did see that um, that little clip at the very end where there's uh, the the newsreel of Abomination fighting Wong in the underground yeah. tournament. So that confirms, I guess, that this show takes place during Shang Chi, or but at least shortly after. Maybe yeah. shortly after. But my question there is, why at the end of Shang Chi is Bruce Banner talking to Wong as human Bruce Banner oh. with his arm in a sling still when his arm oh, is fully healed? Did this show could because the footage wasn't live right could have been this show takes place i think after shang chi well after shang chi because i think the footage just came out oh it could you know, have I, just been like a okay. leaked footage like yeah from i didn't, year I didn't ago think of that actually yeah so it didn't think say that it, footage the, was right away fighting, the fighting ring got destroyed by the 10 rings the 10 rings yeah True. Like it was still going on and 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 jimmy wong is over there he's the second in command to the sister the yeah. Ten Rings thing, right? Jimmy Wong is the the guy that's like uh, bus bus boy. Oh bus yeah, boy. yeah. Mm, okay. Isn't that, isn't that that guy's name Jimmy Wong? I, I thought you were talking about the cop from uh, WandaVision and Ant Man oh, no, too. No, 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 no. no, that's uh, no, that's fucked up. Jimmy that's something. That, that that's racist. That I even thought that because just because they're both Asian, they have to like be the same guy. That's well, now up. it is because but he mentioned it. I I take it back. I take it back. That was John Krasinski, right? Yeah, John Krasinski. There you go. That was John Krasinski from uh, uh, Amen too. <laughs> um, so, all right. I so I guess that makes sense. Then. So, so then, <laughs> this show then maybe takes place right after Shang Chi, which would explain yeah. why Bruce was still in the sling in human form. Yeah, and Wong was breaking him out of prison every time he wanted to fight him in the ring. Yeah. Basically, what he was doing. So I wonder then if the next episode she's going to go in tr- to the prison to see what happened and Abomination's actually going to be there and be like, what are you talking about? I didn't, I didn't escape. And then she's going to show him the video and he's going to be like, ah, oh, shit. And that's probably what brings Wong to meet her. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, it's coming together then. I should have thought yeah. about it a little bit harder. I think we're going to get Wong next episode. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, at least. It would make the most sense to bring him in next because she's obviously going to be like, why, why did you break this guy out right. of fucking prison? What are you thinking? And he's like, I got, I need money for tuna sandwiches. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't get paid as the Sorcerer Supreme yeah. lady. He's like, you realize uh, that the Sanctum Sanctorum is not a business. I don't make any money. I'm yeah. fucking sitting here conjuring up food. Damn it. <laughs> I will say this, like Tati, uh, t- was it t- Tatiana Maslany? Yeah. Um, I think she's really, really good in this show. Um, I agree. I think the dynamic that she has between her and her paralegal. Um, I know her last name is Gonzaga. I don't remember her first name, uh, but she, you know, they have like a great dynamic between mm-hmm. each other. Um, like even when they're in the bar, and she's like, "You're, you're going to be in Avengers now," and she's like, "Do Avengers even have health benefits?" Yeah. Like I, yeah. I'm, I need like money here. Like, you know, she's like, "Well, I'm not, a, I'm not an adult orphan." Like another amazing line yeah. that she delivered. Yeah. Like, she's great. I mean, it's only two episodes in, so it's hard to rank her as far as like the new yeah. characters that have been introduced but after two episodes i'm leaning towards she might be the best new character besides shang chi that's been brought into the mcu since the yeah. infinity saga is over i, I, I mean, like her i just like her whole vibe i like her humor i like her style you know what i mean yeah no, she's really really good she's playing it really well and and this episode like 
the thing about these episodes that I'm realizing is they're super short. Yeah. yeah. Every time I'm like really getting into it, it ends. And I'm like, damn it. it ends, yeah. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> um, but I think that was... might be the right mm-hmm. timing for this show. Well, Scythe, you said in your podcast, you were talking about the uh, pacing issues of the Disney Plus shows and the MCU. And yeah. uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Every single MCU show has had pacing issues for it sure. Just, everything just yeah, it feels rushed. And I, I'm curious. Especially in this show. Well, it does feel rushed, but this show is nine episodes, so I'm curious to know if shorter episodes, but nine of them, is better than slightly longer six episodes. I don't know. You know, we have a good amount of episodes left still. You know what I mean? So who knows if that's going to yeah. just make it feel even like uh-huh. longer and boring, or if that's going to actually keep the momentum going. But I think this show is paced right. Like I haven't. It hasn't felt like I think we're we're upset that it's so short, but that's because it's so good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we just yeah. want more my, of it. My my biggest issue with her is she mastered the beast way quicker than Bruce did, and it doesn't make sense to me. Well, but because you got to think of it though, it's not a beast. Like this isn't picture her version yeah. of the Hulk as just her superpower. It's, there's no mastering it because it's just it's just who she is. Whereas with him, it's an alter ego. It's a whole different creature, and he doesn't have to master it. He's got to live with but it. But is it confirmed that she doesn't have the alter ego? In the comics, yeah. it is. I mean, I think in the show they the basically confirmed is. it, but I don't know if they're going to flat out say it. You know, it's kind of like they they, did, they deduced they, it. They did because Bruce at one point is like, "Wait, you don't have another guy? Like, you don't have another hand on right. the wheel? Like you're right. in full control right now? Like." Because Bruce has DID, like he has disassociated identity disorder, like that's been confirmed. You sounded so drunk when you said that. Wait, hold on. Let me let me get a drink. My bad. My bad. So that's a serious thing. I shut off and got wasted. You're right though. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know it, if they're going to go just, deep it into it. Like she, she was just like all into her powers and how how she could be the Hulk way quicker and better. I think keep in mind, keep it. in mind that she only has mastered essentially changing from Jen Walters to She Hulk back and yeah. forth. We don't Which know I that she was like the biggest part because for him, like, yes, for him, yes, for him, it you know, like he would for, say for in his own not. words. He had to. He would. He would turn back when he like fell out of space or right. out of the sky right. or airplane or something. That's because like, the Hulk was in control. Yeah, right. Like she's in control at all times. Right. It almost like, seems like. Have sorry. Somebody else in control of it. Yeah. Go ahead. I was saying it, it. It almost seems like in the MCU, Bruce Banner still doesn't get that when he turned to the Hulk, it wasn't like him trying to turn back to human. It was when the Hulk was okay with it. Essentially, the Hulk had to just allow it yeah. to happen. And, Hulk either got knocked out right. or whatever happened, like right. Natasha with the lullaby and everything like that. Like the Hulk was okay with letting Bruce right. have it back. And I still you think that uh, we're gonna get Rage, Rage Hulk again in the MCU. I, I, we're, oh, not, we're not. We're not done with that. We're not done with yeah. that. If we, get, if we get all the way to World War Hulk, and he's like, "I'm smart Hulk. I'm gonna be like, no, Yo, we gotta." Well, this some, something is gonna piss him off, and right? It's just on well, there's a quick scene in episode one of She-Hulk, right after the accident, the car accident, when he's trying to warn her, "Get away, my blood! Get away, get away!" And his face starts to change. He, if you mm-hmm. watch that scene, he's not changing into Smart Hulk. 
he's he's changing into crazy like yeah. rage hulk there smart hulk is only when he can control it and right that that was him in an accident and that was the other guy going that was the other guy trying going to save it. him and yeah. then in this episode we get him flying to sakar now the sakarian ship i mean it's all but confirmed world war hulk is on its way and yeah, i'm so fucking here for it man i cannot wait yeah, for i that. love that i love that there, there's a wild, wild there's a wild theory, theory. that this hulk <laughs> our hulk that we know him is going to fight edward norton's hulk <laughs> like an alternate hulk yeah like, like a variant hulk and it's gonna be edward norton. A variant hulk and it's gonna be edward norton that plays it as long as our hulk though beats him then i'm okay with it yeah listen i'm worried about a world war hulk now only because like i feel like they're not gonna give us the savage hulk I'm, I think uh, we're I'm, gonna I'm get telling him, you, man. we are. Yeah, I, I, I 100% think we're going to get we him. No, man. Smart Hulk is not his final form. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you guys have. I've I've talked about it plenty of times that they had the, they had the perfect opportunity to give us the Savage Hulk. Yeah, yeah but trust in the Feige, man. Trust in the Feige. he knows what he's doing, and there's no way know. there's no way he's not, he's going to try and give a Smart Hulk as someone who's going to turn on his friends and all stuff and fucking go to war. He just wouldn't do that. You need the Rage Hulk that's just controlled by anger. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to do the, the World War Hulk storyline of him turning on everybody else and go to war either. It's not going to go like that. I mean, he's not going to come yeah, to Earth and basically say, I'm fucking everybody up. But he is going to fight. It's going to be like a new civil war. You know what I mean? Where heroes fight heroes. And we're going to see him go at it with mm-hmm. people that we care for. You know what I mean? 100%. 100% I don't, get that. No, I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think he's just going to be fighting the population of like Sakaar. Well, we're gonna do World War I, hope I hope I hope that's not the case. I mean, now you make me feel all worried about it, but I hope <laughs> that's not the this case. is why I'm worried about it because, like, these are the things that I'm thinking of. Because with everything else that we know is coming, it makes no sense for them to bring the Hulk back to Earth to have World War Hulk on Earth. Right, right. Yeah. Maybe they do it on Sakaar, but you know that doesn't mean that they won't bring heroes to Sakaar or to another planet. That uh, they have the World of War Hulk movie on or show or whatever they end up doing. And um, that's true. I mean, we just don't know who they're going to be. We'll find out, though. Listen, in the end, yeah. just the fact that we're going to be getting a World War Hulk, and I'm convinced I mean, we are, is, is excellent. I, I legit jumped out of my seat when he was on the plane, back on the ship. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's coming. Yeah. Yes. Same here. Go. I got let's so go. amped, dude. So amped. Yeah. And then uh, two other Easter eggs that amped me up. One was they finally referenced Eternals, which I actually like the Eternals movie. Yeah. But the fact that oh, there was the, a, the guy in the, in the ocean. The yeah. The, the why is there a human yeah, yeah. Uh, or uh, like not a human, a statue. Human That's what it is. Yeah. Coming out of the ocean. That's just a quick shot when you when she's looking at her phone you have to or the computer you have to kind of pause it real quick but that's mm. just finally they mention it which is something they haven't done which was weird always weird to me and then the confirmation that I mean it's basically confirmation that Wolverine, Wolverine a version exists. of Wolverine exists in the MCU a guy with metal claws fighting in a, in a cage in a bar I, I I dude I so was hoping like <laughs> after the fact obviously from watching it but. Can you imagine if like it really panned in on that header, that article header, and then you hear like they did in Miss Marvel? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Been, it would have been so amazing. It, it would have been, been fantastic. Oh, man. Yeah, no, they kind of oh, left I, it on the outskirts, right? But it's, I mean, that's legit yeah. confirmation that if it's not, it's not obviously not Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. It's just a version of Wolverine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or 
or, or Deadpool. Maybe it's Feige, <laughs> it's Feige messing with us nah, yet again. I don't think you so. Know what I'm saying? All these like, breadcrumbs uh, are leading to something. Uh, yeah, they're they're gonna keep sprinkling in little things of mutants. And I, I hope so. Until we I get it. So, I never trust Marvel because they're too good at like being like, look over here. This is what yeah. you want. Never mind. Yeah, this they're, is what we're gonna give you. they're legit magicians you're anyway. Yeah. Kevin Feige's yeah. a goddamn magician. He, he does wrong. sleight of wrong. hand on everything he does. <laughs> you're, you're gonna find out that the guy fighting with metal claws in like. In, in a bar somewhere, some obscure co- character yeah. from the 70s, like Claw Hand or something like yeah. that, <laughs> instead of it being Wolverine. And then you're going to find out Wolverine shows up anyway. Yeah. Like, well. you know? Wasn't, there a, mutant, it, was, wasn't there a mutant that had uh, metal fingernails? Like it came yeah, out Lady fingernails? Deathstroke. Yeah, Deathstroke. Deathstrike. Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, I guess it could have been her. It was tied to Wolverine also. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she died because he injected her with this lead. Would, and this well, would also... Con- movie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if if this is Wolverine, as we all think it is, uh, it confirms that he already went through the Weapon X project and got yeah. the medal. But honestly, though, if they if they go like a Wolverine movie or just fully introduce the character at some point, again, Feige, he's not going to tell the origin of Wolverine because everyone knows that. So, no. you know, it, make, it, it makes sense that they would introduce a version that already went through yeah. Weapon X and they kind of just move on from there and just... Don't even bother. I think, I think the opposite, though, with Wolverine, because I don't think they're going to do the Weapon X program. I think they're going to highlight the Weapon Plus program, which is what later got retconned in the comics as, as the Weapon X program, right? Um, That's true. That's yeah. true. I could see yeah. them doing that, that just to kind of separate the, themselves. It'll separate themselves, but it'll also lead into all the stuff that's happening in, like, Captain America, uh, right. Falcon Winter Soldier. With the super soldier serum and yeah, and like the stuff with Red Guardian, like right. it'll it'll lead us to a more and the it Hulk opens up more don't, doors. Don't and forget Hulk, the, the super soldier serum is the reason why the Hulk in the MCU yeah. exists, right? And Red Hulk and, and abomination, and abomination, right? And abomination. So it'll lead us into more of that. Like, I got a question for you guys program when you're done. Then um, the Weapon X. Right, you no know, program, would, and then that, and then that makes sense. Then why Wolverine would get the Easter egg in She-Hulk because it all kind of yeah. falls into the yeah, same category. Kind of all the, fall in the same area and everything yeah. like that. Plus, like they've already kind of like leaked a couple things about the way they're going to introduce Wolverine is he's going to fight the Hulk. Right, right. I've heard that too. So maybe he comes back to Earth, World War Hulk style, and Wolverine he lands in Canada, and Wolverine's like. Us in Alpha Flight, baby, let's go. And then he picks Wolverine up like yeah. a baseball and just throws him into the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> What's up, uh, Sai? Now, now uh, b- before I ask my question, is Hulk going? He's on the ship. Is he being summoned for throwing a boulder into space and hitting something? <laughs> that would be great if, like, like his boulder like just dinged off the ship, and they were like, "Yo, what the fuck, yeah. man? Now you got to pay for the damages." <laughs> like, um, no, but so my question is. Um, the Wolverine that we're going to get, right? Can it really be the Wolverine that never dies? That's been around since world war one to whatever, like, cause that would say then captain America might know Wolverine. You know what I mean? I think, I think that would be a good way. The comics, they've reckoned that he did know. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know what I prefer. 
Yeah, so is this going to just be a completely different uh, Wolverine where, you know, he's the age of whatever he is and that's like kind of his starting point? Or has it, he been around round for I would a long say, time? See, I think they're going to have it be like where the mutant gene was essentially activated sometime after the Infinity Saga during WandaVision, during Doctor Strange, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, people are saying the snap. The snap Yeah, like triggered multiple it. snaps no, no, triggered it or something like that. Like, yeah. And so having said that... That's only five I, years. So that's in what I'm that five saying. years, he had the Weapon X or Weapon Plus, whatever you want to call Why it. Why not? Maybe he's like a I young guess. soldier, you know what I mean? And, and he, he wanted strength or you know needed to fight for his country or whatever it is. Maybe he was a prisoner that needed to shorten his sentence. So they basically yeah. said, look, we'll do this program on you. And if it works, it works. But I mean, yeah. if they do give us the Wolverine that's been around for a while, then they could easily just say, instead of Captain America being his friend and like tying in that way, you could bring Bucky into it, kind of tie him into or, what happened there. Or Well, yeah, but my point is Bucky's been around just as long as Captain America. You know what I mean? He right. was, he was there back in the seventies sure too. Or back in the forties too. He's been around since World War Two. They can they can kind of meld both those ideas where it's like, yeah, he's he's around since the snap, but he was in Afghanistan with Sam. Right, right. You could do that. Yeah. That that would be a good. That would be an easy way to do it. So he still has the relationship with Captain America, but it's Sam Wilson, Captain America, and then it True. only started after the snap. I mean, yeah, that's a. I think it, it makes sense to say that all those snaps had some sort of repercussions. Those it's such powerful energy. That it's yeah, reverberating it was four, through the it universe. Was, what, three or four different snaps that he did? At least, right? It was oh, the first oh. one he did. Then five years later, he did a second one. Yeah, then it then, was... Yeah. Well, Thanos did two, and then Bruce did one. And then Tony, and then did, Tony one. did one. So we had four. So that's four, so that's four, four major snaps. snaps. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Three of them on Earth. Right, right. right. right it's three of them on Earth. Yeah, because so, Thanos did one on that on Titan. On that Titan. planet, yeah. On the or that planet. planet. It wasn't Titan. The garden it. was. Yeah. His, his retirement home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanos has a retirement plan. That's cute. Um, the Avengers yeah, down I mean, with Thanos does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, so like that makes sense. That amount of energy, like literally affecting the entire universe yeah. multiple times, it would it make sense. That it is like that's, that's where they were heading with it. Like yeah. it made sense right after Endgame when Rocket says the line of like, uh, you know, it, it's a energy that the the universe has never seen before, and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, it, it would make the most sense. And then when you tie it into Wanda, that she with the WandaVision stuff, where they were talking about, um, she had the power in her all the all the time, right? And it just kind of activated it, like unlocked it. Then mm. it makes sense that, yeah, you know, six Infinity Stones being snapped, right, would activate a lot of people's latent superpowers, right. No. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the cop out version, though. <laughs> yeah. The cop out that they could do is that Wolverine came in on some multiversal weirdness. Yeah. And, and he's just a, a random guy in the bar that had metal claws. My only problem, article. my only problem with that is that I feel like if you fall into the habit of just being like, oh, well, you know, the multiverse is the reason. Yeah. Then it's like it takes away from like the creativity a little bit. It's the same thing with like yeah. time travel. Like if you fall on that mm-hmm. too much, then it's just like, all right, nothing matters because you just time travel and fix it. So, so he's I'd rather them get a little more creative with it. Like he's too big of a character for them to do that with him. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Wolverine arguably has next to Spider-Man is Marvel's like yeah like it, flagship linchpin of all their comics for years. Next to Spider-Man, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. like. He really is that that popular of a character. So for them to just be like, he's from another multiverse, 
like it'll fail miserably if they try that. So instead, I I mean, listen, I think there's an idea where it could just be like he was one of the rare because like we know we know we're getting Namor, right? Mm -hmm, we're right. assuming that Namor's an adult now. He's the first mutant, and but now so, so does Namor. Sorry to interrupt, but like he's technically the first mutant, right? He's recognized as the first mutant in the comics. Technically. If we're if we're yeah. going by the theory that multiple the snaps snap. only yeah. like five years or so ago caused that the mutations, that. That kills that first Namor mutant. is not around for just five years. He's oh. had to have been around for a, longer that, than that. That was, that was where I, that's where I was heading. Sorry, I, I jumped the gun. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like let me get to the end here, bud. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Oh. Like we know he's an adult now. So that would kind of throw that theory off, but maybe there's some mutants that are so powerful that they get the, their powers get unlocked in other ways, like you know? apocalypse, like apocalypse. Like I, I mean, Wolverine's immortal basically, so you could throw him into that, into yeah. that level. Yeah. Also, you know? So I mean, I there's a couple different ways they could say that. Well, because like even Miss Marvel, like technically her powers got unlocked from the bracelet. Right. But she had the mutant in her. So maybe it's yeah. not the snap, but maybe it's other ways that these powers are getting unlocked. Um, Photon, we got her, and she got her powers from Wanda's right. hex thing. Right. You know? So I think we're just going to be seeing maybe the Different snap triggers. did it for some. Yeah, yeah, maybe the snap did it for some, but maybe other people just have different triggers or different reasons right. why, you know, they happen. And who knows? You know, maybe maybe Wolverine was given the super soldier serum in in, uh, in World War Two, and he did know Cap. Right. You know, yeah. they, right. They, they could go back that route too. Right. You know, that's that's a possibility also. You know, maybe they go, maybe they retcon him completely and say that he was experimented on just like Bucky, but he was still frozen all these years, and he just got dethawed because of the celestial uh, fucking up the atmosphere. Yeah, that's possible also. You know. A lot of different ways they can go about doing this. Like, th look, they have to figure out a way to bring all the X Men in, but not all at once because it's going to be right. too much, right? Right. So we we've, we've talked about it before, where like their original idea was to bring in single X Men through different Marvel properties, like that doesn't form with uh, Wakanda. Right. Plan before Bozeman died was to bring Aurora Monroe into Wakanda. And her to be with Black Panther and that that whole spiel, and then like get her powers or whatever happens, and they wind up getting married, you know. But do you think we still see her in Wakanda? I feel like we would. I think we can. I, I don't like. I think we will. Nothing yeah. that nothing yeah. that's happened uh, could needs to change that, you know. But I mean, it, it's very clear that we're going to end up getting X Men. Love angle gone, so I don't think well, we're going to see her in Wakanda for as long as we would have. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You yeah. in Wakanda? I don't think she's going to debut in Wakanda forever. I think it'll be whatever Black Panther three winds up being. That's probably I, what I think, uh, but, but they they can woke it and make her like the new Black Panther, aka Shuri. Shuri? <laughs> yeah, make give her the relationship there. I mean, they could do that. You know, they could. Wouldn't be it wouldn't be the worst thing ever to do. I know? still feel like I still feel like it's very clear that we're getting mutants in various Marvel properties, and. We're not going to get a, an official X-Men name or title or like that title drop. Like, that'll basically be the new Avengers Assemble. You know what I mean? Where it's like, we don't hear them refer to themselves as mm -hmm. X-Men. We don't hear the X-Men being announced. Anything like yeah. that for 10 years. And then when it finally happens, it'll be a moment that we've been waiting for. You know what I mean? So that's where that's kind of where they're going with that. You know? I agree with that. But, 
But this yeah. episode of She-Hulk was basically just one more hint towards all of that, which is just you know phenomenal. It's like th- think about so, the time we live in. I keep every I feel like every saga, quote unquote saga or or phase, I keep thinking to myself like how good is it to be a nerd and a comic book fan and all that stuff right now yeah. with the things we're getting? And then as we get more and more shit, I'm just like, man, like, you know, where does it end? How, what else can we get? You know? So yeah. here, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to see daredevil. I know we all, it's confirmed. We're going to see daredevil, right, but yeah. the reason we see daredevil specifically Matt Murdoch is, uh, she her client is going to be Kingpin. Now, do you think Kingpin or do you think her client's going to be John Bernthal's Punisher? Mm, I don't think it's going to be Punisher. I feel like it's going to be Kingpin. I, I kind of and agree with she, you, but I'm just curious. Like they could throw Kingpin in there. They could throw Luke Cage in there because if you, if we remember, Luke Cage was the 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 crime lord of Harlem at the end of yeah. the second season. So he's tied to a lot of criminal activity right now. I think it's gonna be Jessica Jones. It could be Jessica Jones too, because she's an asshole and does does shit yeah. under the uh, the book of the law. That'd be great, but she's apparently busy with other projects. Hopefully, I've heard, I've heard that she too, does yeah. come. Heard they huh? Heard they oh, I heard that. I heard they couldn't because she was busy. Heard the only two that are coming back from the original Defenders are Kristen Ritter and John Barenthal. I don't. I don't know if any of that's been f- officially confirmed. Yeah, I, I would I love Luke anything, Cage but... to come back because I thought he was great too. I thought he was great, and again, the way that... his last season ended, I was, I was in. I was so amped for yeah. that last season. Who's that? Uh, Michael Coulter, whatever his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's he's got that show though. Uh, Evil. Yeah. No, he's he's on a, a successful show right now. Yeah. And so but, is she. Um, uh, Kristen Ritter. Uh, that's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she just signed on to a show, which is right. why I thought she was not available. Don't forget, though, too, we're talking about Marvel, right? So if they want yeah, her, they to, can make it work. If they want her to headline a show, then they'll just send her That's equipment to her hotel room. Up, baby, let's go. No, but they, yeah. but they'll just they'll send her the equipment and say, "Here, film your scenes against a flat white wall in your hotel room, and we're just going to put you in the show anyway, and you'll be the yeah. headline. You'll be the main character of the show, and they'll do it, and it'll look fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's not forget they had uh, Brie Larson film. I think her end credit scene with other Avengers and she was just in a room with green stuff around her. Yeah. <laughs> like she yeah. didn't, she didn't yeah. even know who she was talking to. Endgame. Like, yeah. you know, she did it on the set of Endgame. and forget even that. If you, if you watch the, uh, army of the dead, I think it was or whatever on Netflix, they replaced yeah. an entire character with someone who never met the cast, been on a set or anything like that. Yeah. And if they didn't announce that, you would have had no idea. Like it's, they, they could figure it out. It's Marvel. They got Marvel mm-hmm. money. They got Disney money. Like, and like you said, Scythe, if the, if Marvel was like, yeah, that's a, it sounds like a cool show you're on, but you know, we're Marvel, so yeah, <laughs> that show would be like, okay, you know, we'll delay our show for a decade so you can just do whatever you want. Here's a stack so, of money. Yeah, you're like, doing our show. Yeah, now that's where here. I think they're gonna pull like the cop out multiverse angle with the uh, with with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. If if it's true that Ritter and Barenthal are the only two that are coming back. They're gonna be like, no, no, no. Those were that universes. Right. They didn't make the jump. They yeah. didn't make the, or not even that. It's just like Matt Murdock in that universe and Matt Murdock in this universe are the same guy. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Jones are the same person, but Iron Fist and Luke Cage aren't. Yeah. No. Which is a shame because Luke Cage deserves to be there. In my Luke opinion. Cage. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100. percent And don't sleep no. on Iron Fist season two, man. Season two was good. 
Season one was horrible dog shit, but season two was decent. Of it. But because I do they like the character. How to hide yeah. his face and put somebody that actually knows kung fu yeah. into yeah. the goddamn yeah. into the goddamn show. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole problem with the first seasons, they tried to get this dude to do martial arts, and he's he's like a classically trained English actor who's like yeah. the you know never never done any martial arts. Instead, life. they had him a no. ballet dancing as a fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Absolutely but ridiculous. To go back to it, I do think she's going to have to represent Kingpin. Kingpin's going to hire this firm. I agree. I think that that makes sense and, just because uh, they already introduced Kingpin in uh, in Hawkeye. So. And Matt Murdock's going to have to like, Kingpin has superpowers? He definitely does. In Hawkeye, well, he, showed, was, he was punching people the across the room. In Hawkeye, yeah. and I'm I mean, sure like, he, even in comics, he doesn't really have superpowers. Yeah, but I think he's you know he's considered even forget the superpowers. I think he's considered a supervillain. Yeah, you know uh, what I mean. Well, that, yeah, of course he's considered. So I think in that respect, they'll definitely have you know her division yeah. um, go toe to toe with him. You know, now here's the kicker though: at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man is no longer like the Spider-Man that that like he's just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man now, right? What if he, what if yeah. she's defending Kingpin or she's prosecuting him or whatever the case may be because of a run in that Kingpin had with Spider-Man that would be killer it would be like, cool like Spider-Man got him arrested that, or something though. like that they would why have not to though? explain it we both know that Sony's not letting Spider-Man go into She-Hulk they need to what's up Pam hi Pam thanks for jumping in we're actually going to wrap up in a few minutes but I appreciate you jumping in I this is a, this is one of our longer episodes so uh, feel free to watch and let me know what you think I don't know if we have uh, much else to say. We went through all the Easter eggs. Did we miss an Easter egg in uh, uh, She-Hulk? I don't think so. I think we got them all. This was a a heavy uh, Easter egg episode. And I feel like part of the reason why the show is nine episodes total is because they're going to give us a ton of Easter eggs along with all the cameos that we don't even know about yet. I think think towards the end, too, the episodes are going to get longer also. I could see that, depending on what they're going for. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Not not an Easter egg. What? Go ahead. I think that they've been paying attention everybody being like your pacing is fucking all over the place with these shows yeah. yeah and i think this originally was supposed to be a shorter a shorter season like maybe six episodes and they're like you know what let's cut up a couple episodes into shorter episodes and kind of fix the pacing a little bit on all this hopefully i'm okay with yeah. the shorter episodes if 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 it keeps the yeah. overall feel of the show go, like moving along and if yeah. we end every like you said if we end every episode excited for what's coming then i'm okay with the shorter episodes it was a 26 oh, I, minute episode we've been talking about it for 45 minutes now right i know <laughs> right like, i know <laughs> but, but to be fair we're talking about other things that w- were branched off of this episode like wolverine and right, World right. Hulk, yeah, yeah, yeah. like but it's still, not so like, much of what's to come in um, in She-Hulk it. itself. No, I no. get it. This, um, this episode of the podcast was all about the rants. DCEU yeah. <laughs> rant. Random tangents. Remember, um, people, you heard it here. Michael Keaton is the reason why the DC why DC's all over facts. the place. Curse. Just collapsing He's, under the weight. He started it and back destroyed it. The Keaton curse. <laughs> the Keaton curse. That's what I'm gonna. That's what we should name this episode: Theater Room Podcast, <laughs> the Keaton Curse. Keaton Curse. Yeah. <laughs> Fred, All right. Ask oh yeah, go ahead, Fred. I yeah, think, I think I we cut you off. Did I cut you off? My bad. My fault. I forgot what My it bad. was. No, it's all good. Hey, that's our first train wreck moment of the night. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty an good. hour and forty-two minutes yeah. in. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, boys. We're gonna call it a night there. This was an excellent episode. I like having these discussions with you guys, and. Uh, 
Thanks for everyone who jumped in. Pam, I know it was late, but hopefully uh, you you jump in next week, too. We're going to be talking about She-Hulk Episode 3. We're going to talk about House of the Dragon Episode 3. And then I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch of announcements and stuff that come out between this week and next week. So keep an eye out for us uh, next Tuesday. Where did the ring show drop? Uh, Sunday. December. December, Oh, wait. I cannot wait for that. December 2nd, I believe. Rick and Morty comes out on Sunday. Rick and Morty comes out on Sunday. Oh, real quick. I got to throw this out there. So Rick and Morty starts on Sunday, season six, I think it is. The Lord of the Rings, uh, the Ring of Power show starts this, uh, September 2nd, which I believe is Sunday also. If I, mm-hmm. I might be wrong. No, maybe that's Friday, actually. Today's the 30th, right? So the second yeah. is second Friday. Friday. Yeah, so that's second, Friday, actually. The second is Friday. If you haven't yet, on Apple TV, C with Jason Momoa is out. Episode one was last Friday. That comes out every Friday. Um, the the if you like Mike Tyson or are interested at all in his life, the show Mike or I am Mike, I think it is, is on Hulu. Two episodes have already been released for that show, and it's pretty oh, good. Boycott in that show. <laughs> I love that show. Actually, I watched the first two episodes. It was actually very good. I'm gonna tell you right now, it was not approved by Mike Tyson. And there's a Tyson movie coming out with Jamie Foxx that was approved by Mike Tyson. I'll watch that too. I just like Mike Tyson, and, and honestly, Tyson. the guy who plays Mike Tyson in the show does the best Mike Tyson interp- interp- uh, imitation I've ever seen. Like he sounds, looks, and moves just Maybe like him. I won't play guy. Maybe I'll it's watch it. fucking crazy. <laughs> like, like literally, you th- if you close your eyes, you think it's Mike Tyson who's doing the That's who's in the show. It's nuts. Um, what else am I missing? Welcome to Wrexham is a show where Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia bought a that. soccer team, and it's yep. freaking amazing. It's a documentary about their process, but it's so good that if you watch, it'll make you appreciate Ted Lasso for how accurate that show is uh, with its like depiction of the soccer kind of lifestyle in uh, Europe. What else is coming out? There's Cobra Kai, Cobra is, Kai. is next Cobra week. Kai. That's not that yeah, far away, Friday. dude. That's the ninth. Uh, like next Friday. Friday. Next Friday. Cobra Kai is next Friday, and I will be finishing that by – it comes out September 9th. September 10th, it'll be done. I'll be watching the entire thing. Yeah. I I'll cannot honest, wait. I'll be there's, there's yeah. no stopping me from watching that whole season. Dude, a- I cannot wait for that. So that's coming out. I feel like – I think – isn't – is Peaky Blinders already done? I think that's done. There's a whole bunch of shit, man. There's a whole bunch something of shit. Else coming. I feel like I'm missing something. I'm missing a, a show that I was excited for. I can't think of it. But anyway, that's a good list of stuff to watch. And we're going to be talking about all that stuff here on the Theater Room Podcast. The podcast so. We're going to have a lot. Yeah, we, we got, got a lot of Bring a Power. House of the Dragon. She Hulk episode three. Power. Oh my god, dude! And and all the early reviews for Ring of Power are saying that it's excellent, 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 excellent for a Lord of the Rings show, which I was not expecting to be perfectly honest. But uh, Is there a bunch I'm of people walking through a volcano. Apparently not, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll see next week when we talk about it. So Pam, facts. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming, and uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Johnny Butter's always he's a mainstay in the in the in the chat. So we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Like and subscribe, join Facebook, keep us keep an eye out for YouTube, and uh, I'll see you guys next time, man. Thank you guys for killing some time with me, and uh, this was a good conversation. Later, boys. Later.